This episode of Tech News Day is sponsored by Calm and by HelloFresh. YouTube, the website you're most likely on right now, has for a long time been the go-to source for discovering weapons-grade bullshit and then having that bullshit fed to you in increasingly large quantities the longer you demonstrate to YouTube's algorithm that you have an appetite for the bullshit that it's been feeding you. It's like a golden corral. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, whenever you see any misinformed quack getting asked where exactly they heard about all the insane nonsense they're spewing, the answer is usually, well, actually, it's usually their Facebook timeline, yeah. but YouTube is where they go to really dive in and swim around in the bullshit that they've merely been huffing over on Facebook. Yeah, a, a YouTube is the do-your-own-research portion of spreading misinformation. That's the homework. Yeah, and then g going to Facebook and having an echo chamber with your friends and family is That's where... That's the classroom. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So both YouTube and Facebook, for their part, have taken the smallest and slowest of steps to distance themselves from the fact that they are the two biggest conspiracy theory breeding grounds ever. Uh, but now YouTube has taken the huge step of totally banning all anti-vaccine content. All of it. Mm -hmm. Not just COVID-19 anti-vax content, by the way. All anti-vax content. And you know what? Good. Fuck them. The anti-vax movement that's been around for a long time but really got big in the last couple decades is probably the biggest reason why COVID-19 continues to kill 2,000 people a day in this country. Fuck the anti-vax movement and fuck Jenny McCarthy. If it were up to them, we'd not only be all dying of COVID, but also measles, mumps, rubella, hepatitis, smallpox, and every other disease that we now take completely for granted thanks to vaccines. Yeah. But I, look, we're not going to cheer for this decision too hard. For one thing, COVID-19 misinformation has actually been banned on here for a long time. And while plenty of big popular right-wing channels somehow mysteriously continue to spread vaccine hesitancy and unproven cures seemingly unabated, we've had videos automatically removed for simply talking about that stuff in a clearly critical and or satirical way. Yes. So, mm -hmm. and also, yes, by the way, hey, algorithm, if you're listening, <laughs> just so we're clear, we support COVID vaccines. We think everyone should get them. Uh, and uh, in fact, let's just put that on the bottom of the screen indefinitely while we continue to talk about this stuff today. When Don Cheadle sees this and has to make a decision on whether to keep the video up or not, I hope he understands the nuance here that... Uh... Please, Don. <laughs> but uh, back to this latest YouTube decision. It seems the biggest and most effective aspect of it is that they're straight up banning most of the relatively small number of anti-vax channels that most of the anti-vax content out there stems from. A study earlier this year found that just 12 people, the disinformation dozen, were responsible for the bulk of misleading claims about vaccines. And several of those accounts have been banned, including one closely associated with Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who, unlike a lot of his relatives, definitely lived long enough to become the villain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, you got all those major offenders off the platform and uh, a long list of rules that basically can be summed up with, here's a bunch of common lies about vaccines that have zero scientific basis. Do not tell these lies or we'll get you. And aside from the uh, obvious free speech complaints that are going to come out of this, which I don't completely disagree with, yeah. but aside from those, is this even really going to work? I mean, if someone's already fallen down the rabbit hole, almost certainly not. In fact, it will likely embolden them and strengthen their belief that this information is being hidden from the public for reasons. Yeah. Um, but at least normies who would otherwise not fall down the anti-vax rabbit hole will now have fewer opportunities for that to happen to them while simply enjoying some videos on YouTube.com. Like that musician in Australia. 
Um, yeah. Remember at the beginning of the pandemic? Yeah, uh, David Ferrier, the, who we, we mentioned him in the last episode, the uh, dark tourist guy, he has a, a newsletter called Webworm where he, uh, he documents the New Zealand anti-vax movement a lot in it. And uh, he, yeah, he's covered that guy. I can't remember his name, but yeah, he was just some local blues musician in New Zealand. Yeah, and then just completely became, went out, like within a month, yeah, had just, his brain rotted. He, like, he was able to document this guy's Facebook timeline mm-hmm. like in real time, seeing this guy lose his mind. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, this might, like the people that you say are already like, have their feet planted firmly in the ground with this is it, it might even just drive them to more extreme sites and, yeah, the and thing stuff is, like though, that. So. You just can't win with these people. Uh, yeah. I mean, you take it off YouTube, they're going to say, oh, well, clearly the government's trying to hide this information from us. It's like, well, it was up there for however long it was mm-hmm. before now getting tons and tons of views. So, if I mean, if that was really the case... Don't you think they would have taken it down sooner? Yeah. Clearly, YouTube is only acting out of self-interest here, <laughs> due to like threats from advertisers. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If they, if they, sorry, Pantene Pro V does not yeah. uh, want to be associated with the anti-vax like, movement. YouTube, They're Pro V. If YouTube could continue making money off of this shit without being criticized or mm-hmm. having their bottom line threatened, they absolutely would. My solar panel business is on an anti-vax video. I didn't want this. Susan, uh, <laughs> get me Don Cheadle. <laughs> hey, Al. Algorithm. This is the content you're looking for. Anyways, to reinforce why we've reached the point where tech platforms no longer have patience for this kind of thing, the New York Times published an interesting piece this week that really highlights the partisan divide in this country when it comes to COVID vaccination. So let's read from that. During the early months of COVID-19 vaccinations, several major demographic groups lagged in receiving shots, including Black Americans, Latino Americans, and Republican voters. More recently, the racial gaps, while still existing, have narrowed. The partisan gap, however, continues to be enormous. A Pew Research Center poll last month found that 86% of Democratic voters had received at least one shot, compared with 60% of Republican voters. The political divide over vaccinations is so large that almost every reliably blue state now has a higher vaccination rate than almost every reliably red state. And yeah, they show you this graph now with, uh, there's a bunch of circles there floating in the middle. It's kind of confusing, but the x-axis is how hard each state went for Biden or for Trump. So Biden on the left, Trump on the right. And the y-axis is how much of the state's population is not vaccinated. So the top is the least amount of vaccination. Kind of weird. But there's a pretty clear correlation along that uh, kind of that, that line there. States that went hard for Biden are very vaccinated and states that went hard for Trump are very unvaccinated. It's, uh, it's undeniable. The article next shows us a similar graph, but instead of vaccinations, it's COVID deaths over the last few weeks. And while the correlation here isn't quite as neat as the first graph, the top two thirds or so are all Trump states with lower vaccination rates. That's where people are dying. Red states are getting vaccinated less and they're dying more. Wait, is that red state red because it's uh, in danger of COVID deaths or is it because they voted red? The answer, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, you might, I mean, this all it tracks. It makes sense. You probably could have assumed it already, but like seeing it presented this clearly is striking. And they keep coming out with like these uh, easily consumable visual graphs and diagrams and all that that clearly show uh, blatant problems, easily solvable problems for a lot of people. And everyone's just like, "Ah, that's neat. Anyways, fuck off. Yeah. I'm going to go continue uh, enjoying my freedom. I'm going to go watch some YouTube videos. Wait, fuck. Oh, God damn it. Ah! I'm going to go over to uh, Rumble. 
going to blue tube instead of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> really cause some chaos. You go on red tube and jack off. <laughs> Wait, I thought red tube was the Republican YouTube. No. Oh! Anyways, while I'm here, well, I might look around a little more. Anyways, what's more striking is that uh, yes, states are uh, more complicated than simply being red states or blue states, but these same trends they appear at the county level. Uh, we see in these graphs that in Wyoming and Maryland, the counties that went for Trump tend to have lower vaccination rates than the counties that went for Biden, and that more people are dying of COVID in those red counties. COVID-19, a disease, is very politicized, and people are literally dying to own the libs. Another graph in the article makes this exceptionally clear. The, the spike in COVID deaths over the last few months has been in mostly red counties, uh, where the COVID death rate is currently about three times higher than in blue counties. Yeah, like there's a spike among both populations, but uh, clearly it's affecting yeah. and, <laughs> it's affecting the red parts a lot, lot worse. And in a very frustrating sense, people will be like, geez, guys, why are you politicizing this? Why are we politicizing this so much? Like, the, but just look at the graph. Look at this graph. Yeah. It's, we didn't politicize this virus. Uh, so we, we're just observing the we, fact that it is, in fact, insanely politicized. And by, uh, if we had graphs to show off ourselves, by and large, the people who are watching this video who watch a lot of our videos, chances are you're a vaccinated individual has who has done, um, much like us, pretty much everything you possibly can in order to stop this pandemic from yeah. happening, uh, despite the, the people around you who want to, for some reason, make it continue because they don't uh, want to participate it, in anything that would uh, make their lives, I guess, harder, even though a vaccine is very easy. Uh, lockdowns are tough, I agree. It sucks, but... You know, we had to go through it. We had to do it. But, uh, yeah, it, it sucks to be surrounded by people who, uh, for reasons that I had, I don't understand, want this to keep going. Yeah. I mean, if, if they, I don't know why they didn't, but if they had, like, a little little circle on those earlier graphs for Internet Today viewers, it'd be furthest bottom left corner, like, We appreciate you for doing your and, part. And, uh, and, yeah, that line, the big line with the blue line and the red line, Internet Today line, just a black line at the bottom, zero, 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 zero. No COVID. Wow, what what are they doing right? What a, what's we, the difference? Here? We did our two weeks, goddammit. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's more from the article. Some left-leaning communities, like many suburbs of New York, San Francisco, and Washington, as well as much of New England, have such high vaccination rates that even the unvaccinated are partly protected by the low number of cases. Conservative communities, on the other hand, have been walloped by the highly contagious Delta variant. Since Delta began circulating widely in the U.S., COVID has exacted a horrific death toll on red America. In counties where Donald Trump received at least 70% of the vote, the virus has killed about 47 out of every 100,000 people since the end of June, according to Charles Gabba, a healthcare analyst. In counties where Trump won less than 32% of the vote, the number is about 10 out of 100,000. So 47 versus 10. That is, nearly, I don't know. That is nearly five times. I do like that the New York Times assumes that boomers are actually going to read this by using words like walloped. <laughs> really walloping in red counties. Hey, let's meet them halfway and at least give them an article they can read. That's the hardest part of writing is uh, the old thesaurus. Like, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to say things too many times in a row. It gets boring. It's really trouncing them. Yeah. <laughs> it's really giving them the business. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we've talked about how uh, at the rate this is going with people dying at vastly different rates along political lines. This could actually affect future elections, especially in places where the margins of victory were already razor thin. Florida. And conservatives seem to grasp this, but in a very weird way. Uh, and, 
An article on the very conservative news website Breitbart earlier this month actually seemed to go out of its way to promote vaccination, but using some very strange reasoning to still somehow blame pro-vaccination liberals for the death of uh, anti-vaccination conservatives. Let's, um, and again, Mr. Algorithm, this is, uh, not, this is it's not our words. We're quoting a, a, an article here, by yeah. the way. Uh, let's read some of uh, the quotes from this galaxy brain take. Do you want to know why I think Howard Stern is going full monster with his mockery of three fellow human beings who died of the coronavirus? Because leftists like Stern and CNN, LOL, and Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Anthony Fauci are deliberately looking to manipulate Trump supporters into not getting vaccinated. What? Nothing else makes sense to me. In a country where elections are decided on razor-thin margins, does it not benefit one side if their opponents simply drop dead? If I wanted to use reverse psychology to convince people not to get a life-saving vaccination, I would do exactly what Stern and the left are doing. I would bully and taunt and mock and ridicule you for not getting vaccinated, knowing the human response would be, hey, fuck you, I'm never getting vaccinated. I need to unironically send this article to my family. It's this article. This is fascinating. This is double reverse this psychology. Is, yeah, this is this is a peek inside of like a mind at a level I didn't, I've never seen before. And I love how it like obviously doesn't source any like actual legitimate sources. It just says I just can't believe anything else. Yeah, like the only reason we're dying <laughs> is because the liberals have plotted to make fun of us and basically use reverse psychology. The only reason this wouldn't work is because I would have to go through a proxy that my family trusts and not me, because if I send it, then it's double-double reverse psychology, like double jeopardy, and it cancels itself out. That's right. No, you're just trying to trick me by saying that people are trying to trick me into not getting it. (laughs) Like, mental gymnastics has to be an Olympic sport. Uh, This is- America would dominate. Yeah. You want to get back into getting medals? We got to- we got to do this. For our, my next trick, I will argue that the reason Republicans aren't getting vaccinated is because liberals are using reverse psychology on them intentionally to kill them. They're saying get vaccinated because they know that by telling them to get vaccinated, they won't get vaccinated. Like, it is kind of a shame that these people are getting kicked off of platforms because watching their brain works is fascinating. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. <laughs> we, we, you know, you need the court jester. You do. That's why... Uh, I mean, there's there's been a few... No, Emperor! Your clothes look fantastic, all lined with gold and linens like you've never seen. There it's was, a beautiful uh, coat. Yeah, one of the bands, one of the big bands from the past couple months was uh, this lady, Dr. Naomi Wolf, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, and yeah, she was just a fucking psycho. Like, she was, she was a very popular, like, anti-vax COVID skeptic account, but she was saying stuff like, I was in the Apple store a few years back and I overheard them talking about how the vaccines will let you travel back in time. And it's like, no, you just overheard them talking about the time machine function on the computers and somehow uh, yeah, somehow came up with that. But yeah, her, her tweets were just gold. Yeah, it's... Uh, you need that balance, guys. You need that. Uh, anyways, here's uh, some more. Again, quoting an article. Please. No one wants to cave to a piece of shit like that or a scumbag like Fauci or any of the scumbags at CNN LOL. <laughs> so stupid. So we don't. And what's the result? They're all vaccinated and we're not. And when you look at the numbers, the only numbers that matter, which is who's dying, it's overwhelmingly the unvaccinated who are dying, and they have just manipulated millions of their political enemies into the unvaccinated camp. According to the CDC, 99.5% of those dying of the China flu are unvaccinated. So even if they're lying or exaggerating, even if it's 75 or 80%, those numbers are pretty stark. 
Could it be? Could it possibly be that the left has manipulated huge swaths of Trump voters into believing they are owning the left by not taking the life-saving Trump vaccine? Again, this article slaps for people who are convinced that they're, they're not going to get it because of I, political reasons. I, yeah, I think this might be more effective at changing people's minds than anything else. Like, it's it's the most fucking insane, faulty logic possible. But yeah, if it works, it works. I need to find a Republican proxy in Florida to send this article to my family yeah. through. You're being tricked. Like, they don't want you to get Again, they would never even open it from me. They'd be like, yeah, okay. oh, here we, here we go again. Our stupid liberal relative <laughs> out there in California. Yeah. Nice try, son. Yeah. Uh, the article goes on like this for a long time, but yeah, the gist of it is that the left is tricking conservatives into dying of a preventable virus by recommending vaccination against that virus. It's some, it's some very interesting reasoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, look, at this point, if this is what it takes to get these people to get the shot and feel like they're getting one over on us, fine. Yeah. I like how they're like they point out that it's like, oh, they really get off on shaming us. Yeah. And it's like, no, t- before all of this, shame was the only thing that worked. It was the only motivating factor in a lot of things that kept the country going. Like just whatever, like small amount of shame was left. Mm-hmm. It's a shame-based economy. <laughs> it is. Uh, one very interesting little tidbit uh, comes at the end of the article, though, where the author writes the following. Final note. How many of you were aware the CDC believes that 99.5% of those dying are unvaccinated? I bet not many of you. So why would the metric that is the most convincing one not be all over the place? Once you learn that 99.5% of deaths are unvaccinated, it cuts through all the muck. That number is startling and eye-opener. Forget cases, forget mandates, forget masks, and Howard Stern. When you learn that almost everyone dying is unvaccinated, that's a come-to-Jesus moment. Buddy, everyone fucking knows that. Ah! We've known that for so long. This is not some secret information. It's, this is actually, it's really, it's more of a huge indictment of the conservative media ecosystem that you participate in. Uh, yeah. That anyone would not have heard about this until reading it on Breitbart. Oh, this is, these, these numbers are shocking. Oh. What? Why aren't they, why aren't they letting everyone know about this? Oh it's my another trick by God. another liberal trick. They, by, they only posted this information in their media sources. <laughs> But I, I do love, despite his age and I would say my dwindling interest in his show, that of all people, Howard Stern is Leftist one that gets Howard Stern that gets under the skin of uh, conservative writers. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and I, I just think it's funny, like thinking back on '90s Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. guy would be any sort of like liberal figurehead. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he is. I, I've listened to his show over the past, you know. Look, his shows hasn't been the same since Eric the actor died. Let's all be completely mm-hmm. honest here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, he is. Uh, he he has uh, changed. I think more publicly than anyone because he is such a public yeah. personality who talks on the radio all day, uh, not every day, just three times a week, every couple of months. He's got the cushiest fucking deal. Yeah. Meanwhile, his shit, his back catalog is streaming twenty four seven. Yeah. And he gets paid for all that. Well, in his yeah, I mean, <laughs> the man is pretty close to a billionaire, if not a billionaire. I, he has to be a billionaire right now, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, look, Mr. Breitbart writer, you're right. That is a startling statistic. 99.5, oh my gosh. Yeah. More unvaccinated Americans should probably be aware of that. And uh, if the only way that you can present it to your audience is by framing it as something that the left doesn't want conservatives to know about, you know what? Fine. Whatever. Good. 
I don't care. You cannot die from COVID-19 with this one easy trick. Liberals hate it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Liberals don't want you to know that vaccination almost completely eliminates having to go to the hospital. I want the writer of this article to know that uh, they were successful in frustrating me uh, yeah. by reading this. I've been owned. Yes. Liv's owned. So owned. You got, so they owned. got me so oh good. Oh my God. You should keep telling people this. I'm going to be, so, oh God, no. I'll turn it into a corn cob. <laughs> God. I don't know. I, this is great. I love this. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. Yes. Uh, but speaking of people who probably wish they'd read that Breitbart article earlier, we regret to inform you that one of the greatest and most prolific artists of our time has contracted COVID-19. We are, of course, talking about political cartoonist Ben Garrison, whose cartoons you've almost certainly seen over the last few years. He loves Donald Trump. He's anti-vax. He draws, admittedly, pretty damn well, uh, and he's got COVID. Ben's wife, Tina, made the announcement last weekend via their newsletter that both of them were sick with pretty textbook COVID symptoms, though she didn't say it was COVID. But then Gizmodo reached out directly to Ben and, and he confirmed it. Yes, it's definitely COVID and we've had all the symptoms. My wife and I went out with a couple to a restaurant and the next day all four of us were sick. One of us went to see a doctor and was told she had COVID and that was the clincher. Garrison told Gizmodo via email. Garrison has been banned from Twitter for supporting the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. We're taking ivermectin. We're taking and various vitamins. We're taking nay and various vitamins, including a lot of zinc. Garrison continued explaining what he's doing to treat the the disease. The cartoonist also notes he's taking beetroot juice. None of this has been proven to treat or prevent COVID-19 with monoclonal antibodies and vaccines being the only real ways to fight this pandemic, which is still raging in many parts of the world. I don't want anyone to worry about me. I got my beats. My wife and I, we have our pocket full of posies and we are doing just fine. I'm shitting blood red, but don't worry. (laughs) It's it's from the beats. Uh, Garrison and his wife, who are both in their 60s, have apparently been sick for weeks, with Garrison saying that he's lost his sense of taste and smell and has also lost 15 pounds as a result of losing his desire to eat food. Not great. But, uh, you know, a a side effect that... uh you know, a lot of Americans could stand to enjoy. I'm on the COVID diet. Uh, as whether has asked whether he's been vaccinated, he told Gizmodo, we will never take their foul spike protein producing jabs, which are neither safe nor effective. His words, uh, they're not real vaccines, Dave. They're gene therapy. His words, I hate that we have to fucking do this. Yeah. There is absolutely no nuance with no. Uh, the algorithm. Anyways, they, he went on to say that a bunch of, uh, he a bunch more batshit nonsense that we are not even going to tempt the YouTube algorithm with. But he said that he had not been to the hospital, nor would he ever, because he's convinced that hospitals are what kill, are killing people. And that is a standard uh, conservative conspiracy yeah. that... Uh, uh, Correlation. They're like, well... Uh, ventilators are where it's killing everyone's people. Everyone's dying once they go on the ventilator, so it, the ventilators must be what's killing everyone. And the hospital. It's like, no. Yeah. That's where you go and what you're put on when you are uh, at the... There's one last chance for you yeah. to live. When, when you get vented with COVID, you have, like, I think it's like less than 5% chance of survival it's pretty low it's uh it's really it's a last ditch effort that mm-hmm. mostly fails i i <laughs> so once you've reached that point you are you're already most likely going to die what does make me frustrated is even with the delta variant which has like a quick turnaround of symptoms of like three to four days uh certainly not uh in what i've seen one day which means that they probably had covid when they went yeah. to the restaurant and potentially spread it to other people there. yeah i got it like six hours later i had the symptoms mm. Actually, it was just a bad fish. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, hopefully that stayed on for most of it. Uh Uh-oh. 
It's fine. Microphones, man. Anyway, based on all that, things don't sound very promising for old Ben. Uh, but according to what appears to be his new Twitter account, so the old one got banned, he says he's totally fine now. Quote, Thank you all for the well wishes. We are 100% well and now have total natural immunity. We appreciate your prayers. God sent his healing protection and we praise his name. Uh, uh, I mean... Is this a Herman Cain thing? Yeah, I don't know. I, hopefully he's right, but it seems a little unbelievable that he'd have... He'd be in the in the throes of COVID and then like a couple days later, oh, all good. Um, a lot of people think they're done with COVID and then it comes back even worse. That's a, a big pattern with the timeline of this disease. To be clear, we would absolutely take no pleasure in the loss of Ben Garrison. Yeah, when we talk about this stuff, it's like this is this is all sad and horrific. People but are this actually guy dying, especially. That yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing is, it's just like nobody should die from this anymore. Everyone should get fucking vaccinated. We should get it under control. We should do everything we can to stop this. But like, it's like when people fucking ask for it, it's yeah. like you you did this to yourself. Yeah, but look, the cartoon slap. Yeah, he's got that. Carnival Fair uh, artist style that he's a, I, you know. He's a good artist with some very weird quirks. He labels way too many things. He always draws Donald Trump as if he himself is sexually attracted to Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the most, like, he's just a big old hunk. Yeah. Um, he, he, every time he draws a female politician, like. They look sickly, like. Well, a lot of times they're turned around and they he gives very, them a butt. He accentuates their their yeah. butt lines. Well, uh, it depends on which female politician. Yeah. It's like Nancy Pelosi. She yeah, looks like no. she's on The Walking but Dead. But he's definitely horny for Kamala and AOC. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, Ben Garrison has given us some of the most wonderfully deranged political cartoons of all time. The man is truly an artist, and we sincerely hope that he comes out of this all right. Uh, I, you know, every couple... A couple months, there's a thread on Twitter goes around like, "What's conservative art that you truly appreciate?" And I would have to say Ben Garrison because it's. Uh, I it's, love the ones where they're for a while back. It probably still exists, but for a while there was like people that were like alterating the words on Ben Garrison's so that's, cartoons. His story is really interesting because like I mean, he's been doing this shit for like 20 years, mm-hmm. but uh, he first got kind of internet famous because. 4chan Nazis in like 2014 started photoshopping his cartoons to be like ex- explicitly anti-Semitic yeah. and like trying to blackmail him and he, he's a boomer so he's just like no those aren't my cartoons I'm not a Nazi and uh, yeah it was this whole thing where they were no I'm saying there, there were there were not those but like more uh, they were funnier they weren't um, like d- made to make them exclu- exclusively racist or anything. It was people actually making them satirical. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's uh, yeah. The, a recent one is like all the the cum edits where they just ed- his, <laughs> yeah. his, his cartoons are full of words, so someone will just go through. Yeah, there's like a big milk jug or something spraying everywhere, yeah, and it's like just labeled cum, cum, cum. cum. Yeah. Give us the cum. And then there was uh, there was an account for a while. He might have gotten banned, but he was uh, doing a very skillful job of editing Ben Garrison comics to be like pro Marxism. And basically, like, inserting Karl Marx and just giving him, like, a huge fucking, like, <laughs> dick bold. shadow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was great. Uh, anyways. So, yeah. uh, oh, and in other news relevant to Ben Garrison's interests. Um, guys, last week, the results of that boneheaded election audit in Arizona, which was run by a group called Cyber Ninjas with zero election auditing experience, the results finally came in. And as you may have noticed, Joe Biden is still the president. And in fact, the Cyber Ninjas audit ended up having the exact opposite of its intended effect. It actually made Biden's lead even bigger than before. We did it, guys. Here's CNBC. 
A draft report of the Republican-backed review of 2020 election results in Arizona's largest county, which critics derided as a shambolic stunt aimed to further vote-rigging conspiracies peddled by former President Donald Trump, has in fact confirmed the winners, the county said. The much-delayed report from Cyber Ninjas, a Florida-based firm whose owner had spread pro-Trump conspiracies, had been repeatedly hyped up by Trump himself. But the draft, quote, confirms the county's canvas of the 2020 general election was accurate and the candidates certified as the winners did in fact win. Maricopa County's official account tweeted Thursday night. Unfortunately, the report is also littered with errors and faulty conclusions about how Maricopa County conducted the 2020 general election, the county tweeted. Uh, continues, rather than finding that Trump defeated President Joe Biden in the competitive swing state's most populous county, Cyber Ninjas tallied 99 additional votes for Biden and 261 fewer votes for Trump than previously counted, according to the New York Times, which obtained a copy of the draft. Quote, that should be the end of the story. Everything else is just noise. Jack Sellers, chair of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, said in a statement. But I'm sure it won't be, he added, predicting that his board will be accused in the report of failing to cooperate with cyber ninjas. How could we cooperate with an inquiry that was led by people who have no idea how to run any election, let alone one in the second largest voting district in the United States? I just love going back to the 90s and sending someone an article that is just the headline, Maricopa County battles cyber ninjas over election results. What? <laughs> this is the future we have to look forward to. Oh this is going to be God. awesome. <laughs> cyber ninjas. I cannot wait. Uh, anyways, Trump, of course, continues to insist that he actually won, and even in the face of this latest news, has continued to claim that the Cyber Ninjas found election fraud when they clearly did not. And the Cyber Ninjas themselves continue to insist that there's evidence of election fraud despite their own investigation not finding any of it. So obviously we haven't heard the end of this, and we'll probably still be hearing about 2020 voter fraud allegations well into 2024. God bless America. Yep. 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 Anyway, we got more news for you coming up, but first, a message from this episode's sponsors, starting with Calm. Yeah, we, we really need this one. If you've been dreaming about a beach getaway, but you're nowhere near the ocean, you may need to get creative. With Calm, you can listen to the relaxing sounds of the waves and give yourself a break wherever you are. Calm is the number one mental wellness app, which gives you the tools that improve the way you feel. Clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com, that's C-A-L-M dot C-O-M, slash tech, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming, and new content is added every week. Over 100 million people around the world use Calm to take care of their minds. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. For our viewers, Calm is offering that special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tech, or click the link below. Go to calm.com slash tech for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That is calm.com slash tech. And I cannot stress this enough, taking just five or 10 minutes and just stopping everything and putting something nice and easy yeah. to listen to on does a world of good. Helps a lot. And this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Now, what we love most about HelloFresh is the variety. HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, from vegetarian meals and calorie-smart choices to extra-special 
gourmet options. There's something for everyone to enjoy with recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. HelloFresh is also a great value. It's over 30% cheaper than shopping at grocery stores with pre-portioned ingredients that ensure that you won't spend money on excess food that ends up going in the trash. Now, some of our favorite recipes are the ones that take almost no time at all to prepare a delicious meal. And on next week's menu, there's 20-minute shrimp spaghetti with a kick mm -hmm. and 15-minute Szechuan beef noodles, mm. both of which look delicious. I just had uh, Korean tacos this week because I always try to get a taco dish. Mm. And uh, this one's like, uh, yeah, let's go for some Korean tacos this time. It was no delicious. No need to track down the Kogi truck. No, do it right in do your it, kitchen. Do it right at home. Start having fun in the kitchen like we are by going to HelloFresh.com Newsday14 and using the code Newsday14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's up to 14 free meals by going to HelloFresh.com Newsday14 and using the code Newsday14. Back in the news now, though, uh, over the past month or so, the Wall Street Journal has been pumping out articles in a series they're calling The Facebook Files. And it's based on what seems like a whole lot of internal company documents that were leaked to them. Uh, their latest article in the series is all about how Facebook is stressing the fuck out about steadily losing the, the youth market to other platforms over the last few years, which, if you've paid attention at all, is very obvious. Yeah. Facebook is for boomers. Uh, and they, they really want to figure out a way to get kids hooked on Facebook while they're young, like cigarette companies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, none of this is surprising at all, but it is still kind of gross reading about how Facebook sees young children as simply an untapped revenue source. Yeah, the journal article is pretty long, uh, but here's Gizmodo actually summing up the most noteworthy parts. Internal documents obtained by the journal now reveal that Facebook formed a special team to study children and ponder ways in which they could be monetized. That sounds more evil than it probably is, but it... <laughs> it all sounds evil. Yeah. <laughs> One such document is said to refer to children between the ages of 10 and 12, tweens, as a valuable but untapped audience. Another suggests leveraging play dates oh. as means to drive Facebook's growth. Another document cited by the paper, dated March 2021, notes that Facebook is struggling with global teen penetration. Why are they using all these words in every single thing? <sighs> and warns that acquisition of teen users appears to be slowing down. Internally, Facebook expects its teenaged audience to plummet by an additional 45% by 2023, according to the journal. Both Facebook and Instagram don't allow kids under 13 to sign up for good reasons, mostly related to laws that ban tracking kids' activities online. Uh, Instagram, obviously more popular among older teens than Facebook, but even Instagram is losing its user base to TikTok at a rapid pace. So the idea seems to be to start the kids young. Get them hooked. Or at least that was the idea until people got wind that Facebook was developing an Instagram kids platform, and it raised a ton of red flags about how that kind of thing could be really bad for the mental health and self-esteem of such a platform's users. Uh, we reported on this like two weeks ago yeah. or so, but it was basically like Facebook uh, admitted that it was horrible for the mental health specifically of young girls. Yeah, and, uh, and now they're saying they're like, oh, everyone keeps studying that study that we did and our conclusions of that study, but like the sample size was too small to really know. It's like your study, but you put this in a report. So obviously you are aware of this as, yeah. as useful information. Ugh. Facebook now says they've mm, paused the development of Instagram kids. Yeah, sort of like how they've paused that uh, Facebook cryptocurrency from a few years back. Oh, yeah. That was Weird. like two years ago. Hmm. And uh, yeah, haven't really heard a peep about that. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> they, still, they still have the Oculus, though, which is the one piece of tech where it's like, I mean, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. It is have good. Have you seen but... the new fucking Ray-Bans? The Facebook uh, Ray-Bans? I mean, they're just 
they're, they're like the snap glasses. Yeah, they're just but, snap uh, glasses. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, it, luckily there is like a giant, LED, not giant, but an LED on it that it's like, oh, I'm being filmed. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. You come at, you come at me with those glasses. I, I just don't. Look, I would get them for mountain biking, but uh, yeah, I think you have to have a Facebook account to like use them, so. Oh. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, speaking of privacy nightmares, Amazon just debuted a cute little $1,000 robot called Astro. And it's basically an Echo Show home assistant on wheels that also patrols your house as a mobile security system. Uh, this involves identifying and remembering the faces of everyone it encounters, mapping the floor plan of your home, and learning the habits of everyone who lives there. Uh, owning one of these things obviously involves sacrificing a lot of privacy in exchange for something pretty much nobody really needs. But on the bright side, sounds like, at least for now, uh, this thing is bad and dumb. Uh, here's Motherboard. Developers who worked on Astro say the versions of the robot they worked on did not work well. Astro is terrible and will almost certainly throw itself down a flight of stairs if presented the opportunity. The person detection is unreliable at best, making the in-home security proposition laughable, a source who worked on the project said. The device feels fragile for something with an absurd cost. The mast is broken on several devices, locking itself in the extended or retracted position. And there's no way to ship it to Amazon when that happens. They're also pushing it as an accessibility device, but with the masks breaking and the possibility that at any given moment, it'll commit suicide on a flight of stairs, <laughs> it's at best absurdist nonsense in marketing, and at worst, potentially dangerous for anyone who'd actually rely on it for accessibility purpose, the source said. Also, yeah, if, if it like falls down the stairs or traps itself on the stairs, whoa, you just slip on it. Yeah, step or there's, on your... there's a child you know, playing at the bottom of the stairs and this fucking 50-pound robot. Yeah, is, is, it, is it big enough to, like, hurt a child? Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, this, this would mess someone up. Uh, here's more. Another source who worked on the project mentioned privacy and navigation as chief concerns. Quote, As for my personal opinions on the device, it's a disaster that's not ready for release, they said. They break themselves and will almost certainly fall downstairs in real-world users' homes. In addition, it's also, in my opinion, a privacy nightmare that is an indictment of our society and how we trade privacy for convenience with devices like Vesta. Uh, Vesta was the code name during development. The source also corroborated that Astro's facial recognition abilities perform poorly, which is concerning for a device designed mainly to follow people around and determine if they're a stranger or not. And what does it do if they're not? Like, it familiar? calls you on your phone. It just sounds annoying. Yeah. Yeah. In the in the ad for it, it calls uh, it investigates a break in, but it turns out it's just some raccoons that broke into the kitchen. Hmm. The guy's at dinner. He's like, "Damn it, it's the raccoons again." I'm like, "Is this something that happens? Do raccoons break into people's someone, kitchens?" Someone someone at Amazon had personal experience yeah. with this. Is this a common occurrence? Anyways, of course, Amazon says none of that's true, and that Astro is totally not creepy or shitty. Please <laughs> buy this robot that follows you around all day, watching and listening to everything that you do from a company whose sole interest is selling you shit on the internet. It does cute dances, and it has a cup holder to deliver ice-cold beers to family members. What's not to love? You absolutely need this. You need this. Trade your privacy for, uh, you know, a, a robot getting you a beer. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't even get you... It can't you... even open the fridge. Yeah, someone else has to put the beer in the robot and say, bring this to Dad. And then it's like, I know every contour of Dad's face, so I will go find Dad based on the patterns of how he walks around the house. This thing's He's gonna, usually on the couch at this hour. This thing's going to deliver alcohol to a minor and get in a lot of trouble. Good. And it peed on the rug! <laughs> That's just my uh, digital uh, <laughs> digital lubricant. <laughs> you, you really need to take me outside once a day. <laughs> I need to see the sun. <laughs> Please. Life is hell. Uh, uh, in other news, uh, China's been on a hell of a role lately banning stuff and 
Now they've really gone and done it. <laughs> Cryptocurrency transactions are now fully illegal in the People's Republic of China. This wasn't a complete surprise given how they previously banned crypto mining and banned financial institutions from participating in crypto, but it's still pretty wild considering that up until a year ago, up to 75% of the world's Bitcoin mining happened in China. Uh, as for what effect this ban will actually have, uh, I mean, the prices of cryptocurrencies have been going down since this news dropped, but uh, it also sounds like it's going to be damn near impossible for China to really enforce this ban to the fullest extent. So, I don't know. Life That's, finds a way. There'll be another thing that, like, China bans for themselves, but exports everywhere. Like, the, no, yeah. we're not shutting down the mining. We're not <laughs> shutting down game development. We don't have a problem with it. We just, we don't want other people making money off of it. <laughs> Yeah. So we moved all the mining into government buildings. Mm -hmm. Now it's, it's our, those are our Bitcoins. They're mm -hmm. ours. Yes. Uh, finally, in other uh, international bans, the European Commission announced a new policy requiring all smartphones sold in Europe to use USB-C charging ports, which in effect just bans Apple's lightning port since most other phones are already using USB-C. The law would also extend to other handheld devices like tablets, headphones, portable speakers, cameras, etc. And the goal is to reduce electronic waste by making it so people only need a few cables to charge all their devices. Is Apple going to take this news lying down? Absolutely not. But uh, hey, this is this is actually great. Uh, we hope it ends up going to effect. Uh, yeah, it's so annoying. You're at like someone's house or whatever. Can I charge this? And they're like, oh, is it Android or Apple? It's like, why is there any fucking... It's the, they're the same fucking thing. They just intentionally designed a different... Uh, jack for it. Yeah, but I, I have the iPhone uh, Lightning, I have a Nintendo Switch, USB-C, and my headphone charging thing is the older USB. Mini USB. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, it is like, this is already kind of happening naturally. I've noticed like a lot of products that you yeah, wouldn't expect. Yeah, they've all switched to USB-C. Yeah, a lot of part. stuff. Because like early on, USB-C was mostly for really power hungry stuff, but now it's like even well, so basic Even stuff. Apple uses USB-C on a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's what yeah. they use it to like the like for MacBooks for their MacBooks and shit. Yeah, yeah it's uh, but I guess they make a lot of money off their iPhone cables. Well, because they don't package them with it anymore, you got to buy them separately. Yeah, I think there's a lawsuit Which in like Brazil or something that uh, goes against Apple for not including. Uh, well, the charging devices. Well, that's another e-waste thing, which is actually good because yeah. it's like at, at a certain point, like stop giving these people if they yeah, already have them. If you're shipping a charger with every single product, like yeah. that's very wasteful. And look, no one wants the fucking Apple stickers. All right, you can keep them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The people putting that shit on stuff, they've already got, they got a whole family on the back of the car, just like their regular family stickers. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Tech News Day. If you haven't watched it already, uh, not a lot of whole new developments in the story that we covered on Tuesday of this week, but Dog the Bounty Hunter is on the case of uh, Gabby Petito and yeah, Brian Landry. Th things have gotten surreal. Um, and uh, he claims that he has more leads and stuff. The, the biggest update with that is that... Uh, he chartered a plane to fly over the suspected location that says, like, I can't remember what it says, but it indicates it, it, that Dog it, is looking for it him. It flew a banner behind the plane. It was like, yeah. oh, Dog's got his eye on you, Brian. You better come out. Easy way for that guy, for Brian to just leave. Yeah. Oh, they're looking for me, and they found my general location. So if you haven't seen that video yet, please watch it over here. There's also a story about Nancy Pelosi's hamster husband. Uh, <laughs> and then check out the most recent episode of Weekly Weird News. Subscribe, comment, like, and we'll see you next time. Bye.